fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Once again, we have a short game. The name of this scenario is Delph 6, and this is version 2. The author and the game master is me. So, uh, let's introduce our characters first. Uh, let's start with Matt Ryan. Matt? Hi, Tom. Hi, everybody. I'm going to be playing Muriel Holtum. My name's Matt Ryan. I'm going to be playing Miriam, Muriel Holtum, who is a computer science engineer. She's about 35, I think, originally from Chicago or the Northeast states in the U.S., maybe not so important. She's been working in... Um, Kansas City, I think, the Kansas City Med School, um, 35s, okay. that's, I think that's cool. Yeah. Eduardo. Hi, my name is Eduardo. I'll be playing Jean-Paul Vallat. He's a French physicist. He specializes in quantum mechanics and electromagnetics. Currently, he's, he's a professor at Oxford, I think. Uh, he did his PhD and master's over at the U.S., and he's from a small city in France called Sommier. Excellent. Jeff? Hello, everyone. I am Jeff. I'm going to be playing Dr. Ronnie Hooper, who um, is a marine biologist from the University of Miami, currently living in Destin, Florida. He is a... Uh, he used to be a Texas native. He was born in Farnsworth, Texas, but got tired of the small town uh, atmosphere and decided to get away from it as far as possible. And well, now he's here being a marine biologist. And just saying right here, right now, if you're hearing a soft crackling in your ears, just think of it as the Mego delving into your brain and finding whatever information they wish to take to Yogg-Sothoth down in Yogoth. Now we seem to be getting a little static tonight. Josh. I am Josh. I'll be playing Vladimir Vladislav, who is an electrical engineer. He is from St. Petersburg in Russia, but he currently uh, works in Moscow in Russia. He comes from a very poor background, but he managed to r rise up in an unforgiving Russia. So, yeah, that's fair. All right. Excellent. All right. It looks like the players are ready. Let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> It was early in the morning of mid-April, 2018, at about 6.30 in the morning when your phone rang. The person on the other end identified herself as Virginia Brown, Dean of Physics, Physical Sciences at Kingsport University in Massachusetts. There had been an accident. One of the department's leading research scientists, Dr. Paul Andreas, had been killed during the night, accidentally electrocuted, by one of his projects. You recognized his name from articles in several prestigious scientific journals. The reason for her call had to do with an immediate salvage of his research. His experiments were still in operation and required tending. Since you were the only scientist remotely capable of understanding his work, she asked you to immediately fly out and see what you could do to save his research and possibly continue his work. There was considerable money wrapped up in it, and the university could not afford to have it all go down the drain 
just because the lead researcher had passed away. Your expenses would be paid for by the university for as long as they needed you. The next morning, you arrived and met the dean in her office. There were a few minutes of pleasantries, followed by her request that you all sign a strict non-disclosure agreement. You then followed her out of the administration building, and you began crossing the campus on an electric golf cart. The campus was nearly deserted, except for a few students and faculty that had better things to do than indulge in spring break activities. <clears throat> While we're traveling, gentlemen, I'll answer any questions you might have as best I can, though I consider myself to be a scientist. It would seem that fate thinks that I would do much better in administration than actual research. Any questions? Well, the details were a little spotty on the phone, but could you tell us more about this uh, research that he was involved in before the accident? Well, he's currently working on uh, something he calls the ANSI, uh, which is um, uh, it's an acronym for Advanced Neurocomputer Interface. And uh, I think uh, I think that uh, you know, most of the power has been shut off, except for rudimentary uh, keeping stuff going. But the uh, there was a power surge, you see, and he was uh, electrocuted. And uh, because of safety's sake, they, they turned off the power. But uh, um, I really don't know everything about his research. Uh, and uh, you know, that's, that's part of the reason why we pulled you in here. Uh, any uh, other questions? Did he work with other researchers or he had like a doctoral <laughs> student or something like that? She sort of laughs and she says, well, he's gone through a number of assistants. Uh, Dr. Andreas is not exactly the easiest man to get along with. Uh, I can think of at least four research assistants that have come and gone in the last, last couple of years, yeah. Uh, he tends to be exacting and pushy. About that time, you, you, you come around a corner in the, in the campus, and you're heading down. The Kingsport University is built right on the shoreline. Uh, you're heading down a hill towards the shore, and you can see a large rectangular building with uh, a, a, a sea enclosure going out into the ocean just a little bit. And she says, uh, this is the marine biology department. That's where we're heading. Very interesting. Uh, exactly. I have one particular question. Why am I here? Honestly. I think that will become apparent very shortly. I mean, I was just wondering, because that acronym that you threw at us had computer stuff going on. And I, as you know, I'm a marine biologist specializing in uh, predatory uh, marine Thing. So, uh, <laughs> Dr. Hooper, are you, uh, are you a fan of Star Trek? Ah, I dabbled in it a little bit when I was younger. Well, then I'll be happy to introduce you when we get there. And she pulls up next to the building and she uh, has you guys get out. And she leads you around to the building and she explains 
the upper two levels of the building are uh, classrooms uh, for the various marine biology. She says, we're going downstairs into the, the basement. And uh, you also notice that over to one side of the, the main room is a large, very large tank uh, that extends outside and into the, uh, literally into the ocean. Um, the tank doesn't extend into the ocean, but you understand there's sluice ways that can go back and forth. Um, there's a small stairway to the side and there is a large freight elevator next to it. And she says, uh, we can take the freight elevator. And she hits the button and the big freight elevator opens and, and takes you down, uh, one level down. And uh, as the door opens, uh, what you are confronted with is a large laboratory with banks of computer equipment and desks and um, all sorts of pipes and hoses and things that you don't even at a glance know what they are. But dominating the whole thing is a giant glass front tank looking out into this monstrous tank. Um, just like you, as if you were at like Marineland or some, uh, some sea world sort of thing. So you are down towards the bottom at the freight elevator coming in. Uh, you can see all of the equipment, the desks and the big tank. Uh, uh, over here, I did a side view. So you came on level one and you're down on sub level one. The tank goes down below where you are. What's in, I, there's water in the tank, but what else is in the tank? Is there any movement? Is it, is the water very dark? No, it's, it's clear water, but as you begin to sort of wander into the room and move over, um, a bottlenose dolphin suddenly comes swimming up to the glass and swimming back and forth, uh, obviously looking at you. Uh, in that sort of excited way that some dolphins can do. Um, oh, everybody do a spot hidden, especially, uh, well, yeah, marine biologist. Oh, fun. I got a two. Oh, excellent. Well, this is going to be the tone for the night. I rolled an 88. <laughs> 91. I succeeded. Regular success. All right. Well, uh, uh, the two of you who've succeeded, you notice that there is something on the, uh, the dolphin's forehead. Oh, it looks like a piece of almost shield-shaped. It's a uh, white plastic. Um, it's, it's designed to be, uh, I want to say aerodynamic, but it's water dynamic, I guess. Uh, and it's got a low profile and there are a number of little lights on it that are blinking that you can see, but it's actually pretty well incorporated into the dolphin's forehead. And it's swimming back and forth. And, uh, uh, Virginia, D Dr. Brown says uh, to you, Dr. Hooper, he says, Dr. Hooper, meet the Borg. The Borg. You're telling me that thing's cybernetic? <laughs> well, he's hooked into the computers anyway. 
I don't really know that much about it. And uh, some of us in the faculty have taken to calling it the Borg as a kind of joke. It's officially Delph 6. I, I think I like Borg better. I like Flipper. <laughs> I look at my colleagues. Did your parents ever show you old reruns of Flipper? I used to watch Flipper as a kid. No, I, I did not grow up with that kind of thing. I don't think in France we watched that kind of movie. Oh, come on. It's about a cute dolphin. Who wouldn't like that? That's fascinating. No, it sounds boring to me. Hmm. We can go on all day about this, but this is fascinating. I want to go over to the banks of equipment. That okay. Be, I mean, that's sort of my home territory. Yes, right. I would like to follow as well. And I want to see what's on and what's not on, and if there are any access terminals there that would let me into the system. Well, there's very little of it turned on at the moment. Um, there's obvious areas of the equipment that look like there was maybe a small fire uh, that uh, some of the equipment got burned. Uh, remember, he was electrocuted. And there's evidence and, of that. Yeah. But, but uh, oddly enough, the stuff you're seeing is not generalized to one location. That Obviously, whatever happened shorted out quite a few of the systems. And I'm going to be watching the dolphin closely, like studying its behavior to see if there's anything different from normal dolphin behavior. Okay. Well, gentlemen, if, uh, if there's any other questions, um, let me make sure you have my cell phone number. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to return to the administration building, but feel free to call me if you need me and uh, see if you can figure out what all this is. There's a, uh, like I, like I said last night, there's a, a lot of money wrapped up in this. The accident happened on this sub-level or below? It happened in there. And she points over to the double doors on the other side of the, the room. Mm -hmm. And uh, she actually starts walking you over there and uh, opens up the door. And what you find is... There's a medical bay. And in fact, there is a tank in the medical bay with another dolphin in it. The dolphin is dead and partly dissected. And you can see that it had a similar, if perhaps a little bit more primitive, uh, brain uh, augmented thing on its forehead that's been removed. What the heck is going on here? I don't know, but I don't think I'm very much a fan. No, neither am I. I mean, this is practically cruelty to animals. Who knows what's, what that's doing to its normal brain activity. Well, until we see the research, I mean, we're scientists. We shouldn't judge something before we delve into it. Dr. Andrea seemed to think that it would be the next, next most amazing step in human evolution or something like that. Anyways, I'm going to go back to my office. If you need me, call. 
Just real quick before you leave, doctor, mm -hmm. we do have, um, were there card swipes for security or something? I mean, do, do we have access to this building? Yes, you have pretty much access to the building. And, we're not that high tech. <laughs> I mean, this is high tech, but that's not high tech. Um, say. Where are we staying? I mean, we're oh. going to be here for a few days, right? Yes, we've, we've got accommodations for you. I hope the the boys' dorms is okay. It's it's right next door. Um, we've put you on the ground level. Is it absent of boys? Yes. Right now they're all the way at uh, uh, spring break. Fine by me. So there might be a one or two in there, but it's it's a big dorm. You're probably not going to see anybody. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Thank you. And, and lady, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you. And lady, sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So, what do you guys want to do? Um, I would the like computers to. Computers and everything is turned off, as you said, right? Yeah. The computers. The there's a few the little blinking lights here and there, but there's not much. Hmm. Is there evidence of a big fire or a power surge? No, but there's definitely some scorching on the on the. The floor in uh, the medical bay. Um, it looks like he might have been working on the dolphin when something discharged. Water and electricity doesn't mix very well. Well, no. I want to check out the uh, deceased dolphin. Okay. Uh, do you want see to do a, a complete? Go ahead. I'm just going to see like what maybe he was working on with the dolphin when maybe the accident happened. Well, when you approach the tank, uh, the, the dolphin is actually lying on its stomach. Uh, its head's exposed. Um, uh, incisions were made. The, uh, the medical device, uh, the, whatever the thing is on its forehead, had been removed. Um, it looks like he was working on it. You can't really tell, though, if the dolphin died during the discharge or if it, it was already dead. Uh, maybe it was a failure. Um, but the, the little box definitely says Delf 5 on it. So your guess would be it's a pre... pre, uh, pre pre-experiment. Um, you also notice that there's a lot of damage around the eye sockets of the dolphin. Um, hmm. like, like maybe electrical burns. It's hard to tell with that unless you actually do like an autopsy or you, uh, you get deeper into the, the medical aspect. A cursory view looks like Exactly what I said. Either the dolphin was alive or it wasn't when the discharge went off and it might have killed both of them. Mm. There's also a very large microscope, one of the kind, you know, the where you, you a medical microscope, high, high tech. Uh, is there anything on the microscope currently or by its side? Well, what I mean is it's... It's like if he was working on the dolphin's brain, oh, he right. would be looking through that and down. Okay. What he's doing. 
Is there water on the floor outside of the tank? Uh, no, there's not. I'm going to start turning computers on. Okay. Um, well, the problem is, is that the, a lot, some of the power has been shorted out. Shorted um, out, not just turned off. Yeah, not just turned off. Like I say, out in the main part of the lab, there's definite scorch marks on some of the equipment. So that's probably why they turned everything off because they wanted to make sure nobody else gets electrocuted. That's what you need an electrical engineer for. <laughs> yes, I, I I can all I will I will check these for you. <laughs> yeah, um, see there, yeah. Vlad, Vlad, check a look at this. Yes, I will. Okay, yeah, I go to check. These, these things. All right. Um, Vlad, well, why don't you guys keep, keep looking around a little bit if you want to before I get into the... Okay. I want to check okay. the... I think there's a desk with a couple of papers on the map, right? Yeah. Actually, there are quite a few papers. There's notepads and papers kind of scattered around. Um, uh Ha rather haphazardly, considering uh, that this is, you know, a professor. Um, uh, most of the things that you find at first are scraps of paper with uh, long equations. Um, uh, you recognize uh, some definite uh, quantum physics, uh, that he's trying to work out certain problems in the quantum physics thing, some really advanced stuff. Um, go ahead. But and I, I can't work out what it's for. Well, not, not in five minutes, but, uh, yeah, go ahead and do a physics rule. Uh, 55 normal success. Okay. Um, from doing a quick cursory look, you know that what his attempt is, is to create uh, a brain computer interface that can actually work in both directions, both taking information out of the brain and putting it back in. And apparently the dolphins were what he was working on. Um, some of the quantum stuff, he, he's constantly dealing with the problem of, of how to actually do this on a, on, a, on a quantum level. He has to be able to fuse the equipment in some way into the brain itself without damaging the brain on a molecular level. And it's pretty advanced stuff. I'll take some time trying to organize some notes to okay. take with me. Um, but it does strike you as odd that these things are just random around the room, like an idea would come to him and he would grab the nearest piece of paper and start scribbling on it and then just leave it there, go off and do something and come back and scribble on some other piece of paper that he finds. Now, some of it looks like it's really well organized. All of his previous notes, everything from months ago is well organized and put into... I don't know, binders or whatever scientists mm -hmm. do. But does it look like there are pages missing or is it just disorganized? It's a little too, it looks more disorganized. Okay. Yeah. 
has there been an increase in the disorganization over time, over recent time? Does it look like his older notes were more thorough? Yeah. And all of his older stuff seems to have annotations, um, transcriptions that are obviously done by somebody else, another hand. Um, I would say that over the course of the next couple of hours, you begin to recognize that he had a number of uh, research assistants that were helping him organize things, but he probably was not very organized himself. And he hasn't had a research assistant for a while, uh, Dr. And it shows. Oh, it definitely shows. Um, How are we coming to getting that power back online? Vladimir, do a, a, a engineering role or electrical engineering role. Oh, shit. Yeah, I failed. <laughs> How much did you fail by? Um, a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, it just means that it's way more complicated than you actually thought. There are... Uh, it, it looks like when the project started, which could have been a couple of years ago when it started, everything was nicely organized. Now there are patch cables and, and things going all over the place, and uh, they haven't been uh, you know, buried in the ground. They're just lying on the ground, and when you get over by the computers, there's cables going everywhere. And it's like no wonder to you that the whole thing, did, that, that the whole thing shorted out. You know, mm. it's been jury rigged. Yes, it's fairly more complicated than I thought it would be. Well, I'm Maybe not sure. That, more time. Yeah, I'm not sure that you'd say jury rigged in this case because they're making it from scratch. <laughs> so right Maybe now, with more time I can figure this out. Uh, yeah, given given a couple of years of this, uh, they could probably take all of this equipment and put it right down into a little microchip about like that, but. For now, it's all over the place. What's beyond those doors? I asked my colleagues, pointing to the pair of doors beyond the tank. I don't know, but I'm wanting to check it out too. Yes, maybe we should. Are you talking about the ones in the medical bay? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, you open that up, and it is a freezer. And inside the freezer, uh, you find four other dolphins. Uh, they've been partial, their heads have been partially dissected. Uh, there are, uh, specimen jars next to them, uh, with their brains removed and various types of equipment. Um, uh, and they are labeled Delf one, two, three, and four. Hmm. Are there uh, dates with them? Um, there are, but they're, I don't have them. They're, they're not really important to the story. But it's years. This has been a, a, a research project that's been going on for years. It's been going on for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, Dr. Hooper, do a bio, marine biology role. I shall. That's a 55 out of 70, so a normal success. Okay. So you're immediately aware of the reason why DELF is used is because dolphins are from the family Delphinidae. Mm -hmm. um, but you notice that the DELF-6 out in the tank 
is uh, Terciops truncatus, the bottlenose dolphin. And Del 5 in the tank in the medical bay is also Terciops truncatus. Uh, but Del 4 is Terciops australis from uh, uh, the, uh, the southern oceans, uh, Brunin's dolphin. Uh, Del 3 is Terciops aduncus, uh, the Indo-Pacific bottlenose. Uh, Del 2 is Langanodelphus uh, hosei which is Fraser's dolphin, and Delph 1 is Delphinus delphus, the short-beaked dolphin. So they're all different species of dolphins, except for the last two. So there's something kind of special about the ball nose that he's specifically looking for. They are a little smarter than chimps, I'll give them that. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. And the thing on the very top there, the other door, it's a crematorium. Hmm. Is it open? Uh, it's not locked. You can open it. It's clean on the inside. Okay. It's, a modern, it's a modern sort of thing that uh, basically does all the work for you. Hmm. Interesting. So possibly hasn't been used recently. Maybe not. Going by all these dolphins, probably not. I want to look at, I wish I could take more time and look at their brains, see what maybe he was looking for. Well, I mean, you have all the time you need, so. Well, that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, I want to go back to the cables and try fiddle around with them. Don't get right. shocked. The last guy that had it happen died. Huh. Uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Vladislav, go ahead and do another uh, electrical engineering. Oh, failed again. <laughs> What's your area of expertise again, Black Vlad? So he's um, having he's having a real hard time figuring this out, even though. There's some really advanced stuff. I, you're, you're actually a little afraid to just turn the power on until you understand where the shorts came from. And so you're not sure, but you're definitely, you're finding things that are obviously that you can replace. And uh, uh, they're fairly common things that you have right there at hand. Uh, you can you can fix them, but you're starting to run into a few circuits and uh, boxes and things that were shorted out that you don't have a clue as to what they were. Uh, okay. Tom, could I recognize if any of these computer banks is uh, like the backup uh, computer? Um, it you don't see anything that looks like a backup at this point. Uh, I'm sure he backs up his research. Uh, but uh, you, you, without the power, you can't really tell what, what's what. There's some odd things, too. There's banks of monitors towards the back, and there's, there's a funky little box about like this uh, back against the back wall that seems to be plugged into the computer system. But, and it's, got, it's, it's obviously got some sort of a screen, a little screen, but its immediate function is not clear. 
So, uh, Vladimir, do a um, uh, do an idea roll. Um, yeah, I failed that as well. How do you fail an idea? Roll? I don't know. <laughs> do a luck roll. <laughs> oh my fuck. You need to just burn those dice and get new ones. Because <laughs> <laughs> they clearly just worse don't like you at all. Virginia calls you and says, I think I, I, ca- I called the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I think I can repair these cables now. Okay. Well, in a minute, okay. I'm just going to give it to you. Um, uh, what you do know is that there's probably spare parts somewhere. Okay. Um, so you can go look at your ones. Yeah. Uh, okay. A question. Do we see if any of the cables seems to run down to the sub-level two or something like that? Oh, uh, yes. There's definitely some places where big bundles of cables go down. They go through a, a conduit downstairs. Uh, well, maybe we can check the other sub-level. Okay. Uh, seems like the only way down is either the stairs or the elevator. Um, I'd like you all to do a spot hidden, though. Woo-hoo, spot hidden. I, I, I passed that. Of course you did. I did five out of 40, so, yep. Uh, you notice, as you guys are walking around doing these things, that Delph 6 is watching you. Now, he's watching you the way a curious dolphin is, swimming back and forth, just looking at what you're doing. Um, But he's not otherwise just swimming around. He's a curious dolphin. All right, so uh, you're you're muted, Dr. Sorry. Is the door to the ocean locked or open? There's a small door linking the tank to the ocean. Yes, closed. Yeah, you can see it across the tank that it's closed. Um, and it actually goes to the, the outside uh, enclosure. Um, all right, so you go down to sub-level two. And this level also has the large tank. But other than a lot of cables going up and down to the next level down, the maintenance level, uh, there's no equipment or anything in this room. And you can see the dolphin. He's now up above, swimming around. We uh, can see underneath the tank. Well, you'd have to go down to another one. No, there's probably a solid bottom on it, but you could actually look into the tank and look down. Oh, I understand. I see. I understand. So... There's, you, you could go one more level down if you wanted to, to the maintenance level. I think we should do that. I think okay. we should go to the next level. You just want more time to work on your circuit boards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am not having any luck today. But we'll, we will. All right. Well, you go down to the third level, the maintenance level, the bottom level. And it's far more cramped down here. There is equipment. And there's... Uh, 
there's a lot of uh, a lot of electrical stuff and uh, and banks of uh, possibly memory and and other things that you don't immediately notice. There's also large filtration devices. There's pipes going into the tank. There's uh, there's ways of pumping ocean water in, um, and there's also shelves with uh, parts that can be used to repair stuff. Dr. Vladislav, do a spot hidden. Yeah, I, I passed. I passed. Some of this equipment down here is military grade. It's cutting edge, top of the line stuff. And some of it, oddly enough, looks like uh, transmission uh, equipment for transmitting signals. Mm. Not, just, is, not just little signals, powerful signals. This is odd. There seems, to be a, there seems to be a transmitting device, but not of small signals, of larger signals. Yeah, this is like radio tower power, if you will. Big city radio tower power. And it all seems to be converging in the center of the bottom of the tank. Hmm. This is very odd. There's what more to want, this. What they want to do, turn the dolphin into a friggin' cell phone? I don't know. A weapon? Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. But what would you do with a, with a dolphin with that kind of uh, thing? I don't know. I just hope them uh, notes that John Paul found can possibly show some. Yes. I think I'd better work on the cables a bit more back up on the First sub level. Yeah, you do that. Dr. Vala, uh, as you're going through the notes, you're running into some really strange stuff. Um, most of the scientific notation you understand, like the back of your hand. But every once in a while, uh, Dr. Andreas seems to be inserting uh, odd little symbols. They look like they're not Greek or Latin characters. Um, he also seems to be uh, using them. This is not that unusual because once you have a certain equation, you might assign it to a certain symbol. And then from that point on, you just use that symbol in your notation. But he's obviously making some of these things up and without understanding what they mean, it makes it extremely difficult to understand what he's trying to do here until you deciphered it probably over the course of the next couple of weeks. And I don't recognize this symbol hmm. at all. No, maybe it's Sanskrit. Maybe he's using something from Sanskrit or you're not sure. It's, it's, it's okay. odd, odd notation. It comes to the point where you're not quite understanding, but he's coming close to, to hitting some, really strange stuff with uh, uh, there's definitely uh, some Einstein influence in here uh, stuff about you know general relativity and um, 
you recognize like the, the Lorenzian manifold and none of this is making, making immediate sense, but it sounds like he's trying to, well, his main, main objective is to try to communicate with the dolphin in some way or okay. the computer, the computer to, to communicate back and forth with the dolphin. And it looks like he's actually succeeded in some of his previous experiments. Are there in, in the in the general lab where the tank is? Are there things like microphones and headphones and communication technology? There's definitely some microphones, but at first you didn't notice them. They're actually placed around the room. You do notice that there's an intercom also on the wall. Uh, it's over by the. Uh, like the fire firebox, you know, in case a fire break this. And I wonder if the dolphin. I say, I wonder if the dolphin can understand us. Are we in the room with the large tank again? Mm -hmm. I look at the dolphin. Okay, it swims over and it's looking at you. Dolphins are highly intelligent. Dr. Oh. Vlad, you're down there. Now you've got all your parts. Go ahead and do a a roll with a bonus die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna if you fail again, we're just all going to explode and die. I passed thanks to the bonus die. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, you put a few things together and you throw a switch. Ka-clunk. And all of a sudden, gentlemen, all of the uh, gentlemen and lady all of the uh, the lights come on and the computer bank ah. will turn on. You just hear me go, yes! <laughs> and uh, uh, as as Vladimir is coming back upstairs, uh, I'd like uh, the, the other three of you to do a, uh, let's call it a spot hidden, but it's not, no, let's call it a listen roll. Do a listen roll. It's not listen, but it's, I've used that. Success. Fail. I actually passed with a 10. Okay. Well, those of you who, who, who pass. That's an um, extreme success for me. Mm -hmm. After just a couple of seconds, maybe 30 seconds, you start to smell something, and it smells like something is burning. Oh. Uh, Vladimir, I smell something burning. Um, what? So as uh, Vladimir comes in, Vladimir, you can smell it too, and you do see wisps of smoke coming out of one of the panels. Oh, shit. Oh. Um, uh, might want to turn that off and then get that fixed there, Vlad, Vlad. Yeah, so, uh, yes, I turn it all, I turn it all off. I literally just turn everything off. Well, it's not so easy to turn it off now, but uh, you, you okay. see what the problem is. You can see immediately what's sparking, and uh, you're able to repair that rather soon. Okay, cool. Dr. Muriel, um, uh, do a spot hidden. Mm, fail. Okay. Uh, Dr. Vallot, do a spot hidden. Then. Uh, spot hidden. Fail. 
My God, we have so many fails. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm spending two luck in order to pass then. Okay, I there you go. the 47, so. <laughs> okay, so um, two luck. Dr. Vala, as you're, you're all sort of looking around, you guys are making sure the thing doesn't burst into flame. You look over and the computer monitor on the desk facing the, the tank, uh, it says, where is Dr. Andreas? On the screen. Uh, well, I point to the terminal, everyone. I think there's a message. Uh, is there a keyboard near the yeah, screen? Yeah, right in front of it. Uh, a Dr. Hooper, I think if it's the dolphin talking, I think it maybe would be better if you tried to talk with him. Uh, sure. Um, I'll give it a go. This is fucked up. Sit what down. The, is there a keyboard? The yeah, there's a keyboard right in front of that. Um, I type in he had an accident and send it. Uh, the response is, who are you? Is there is the dolphin doing anything? I'm yeah, the dolphin is looking at you both, you all intently as you're at the computer screen. Uh, as uh, if that's the dolphin. It doesn't this strike anybody as weird. This is yeah. fascinating. Yes, it's very weird. Maybe it's just a bot or some kind of AI trying to trick us. Can you, I don't know, ask the dolphin to do something in order to prove? I don't know. Wait, wait, we're assuming it's a dolphin. Ask, just ask it. Just ask who's, who's speaking. As gentleman's protocol, I answer his questions. I'm in his domain right now. <laughs> I tell him I'm Dr. Ronnie Hooper. Is this the dolphin in the tank? Send. Delph six. Is this Delph six? Send. Del That's what it says, Delph six. Ah. I'm slightly disturbed by this. What oh, is going on, God. Dr. Hooper? Where is um, Dr. Andreas? Is there any way you can prove you are Del 6, Sand? Do two flips, Sand. <laughs> um, the, One you for yes, dolphin, two for no. Sort of pull away from the, 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 the window a second. And then it just sort of rolls over twice in the water. Good enough. <laughs> it, it says, um, uh, run diagnostic AB629V. And you see that there's a, a menu on the screen. I'm going to be right here and say this. I'm not very good with computers. I am. Oh, good. You can take a look at this, Muriel. I'm going to step back for a moment. Oh, and Muriel, could you, could you find out what would these diagnostics do before running it? Because I don't think I would like just to start doing things that apparently a dolphin, dolphin six, six, right? Run diagnostic, and it gives the number again. I look at the different menu options 
Okay. To see if I can figure out what it might do. Well, the diagnostic it's asking for is just a general diagnostic of the systems. Seems uh, harmless. To identify where problems are. Obviously, there's still problems with the system. I think it's just a general diagnostic tool. Um, it's freaky as all hell that the dolphin is telling us to do this. Well, according to all the information, it does add up with what's been found. I'm just surprised know, as hell he did like it. Kind of crazy science fiction movie. It's but very I'm, weird. I'm on the diagnostic. Okay, so you start the diagnostic and it, it, a timer is there. It looks like it's going to take 15 minutes or so to run the diagnostic. Okay. Um, now the screen says hungry. We got to feed it. I write ditto and hit send. Let's see. Don't understand ditto. Hungry. <laughs> Let me see. Need food. Ask it what it wants. Um, I'm looking around to see if there's fish food. anywhere. What kind of food does it want? Fish. Dolphins eat fish. I start looking around for fish. <laughs> well, this morning I thought a dolphin was a fish. Uh, um, that's mammal, actually. Doctor, Dr. Hooper, um, obviously there's no way to get to the dolphin on this level, but uh, up above, the tank was open to the air, so there's probably fish up there. Ah, good idea. I'm heading up there. All right. Okay, we'll stay down here. So you, in fact, diagnostics. you in fact go upstairs and uh, uh, you go outside, and there's, yeah, there's definitely buckets of fish that you can, you can feed them. Um, I'll proceed to do that then. So he immediately, guys, what you see is you see the dolphin leave where you are, and he goes up to the top and uh, to, to meet Dr. Hooper. And I'll be tossing fish to him. Okay. I'm not um, going to do the thing where they hold it out like that. That's only a trained dolphin. I don't know if this is a trained dolphin. I'm just throwing it down. Just... Uh, Dr. Hooper, do a spot hidden. Spot hidden. My bane of the evening. That's a 98. Okay. Curse my 40 having 40 spot hidden. Um, everything seems perfectly normal with this dolphin. From this perspective, this is just a dolphin. Okay. He sounds like he makes the, the chittery sound that dolphins make and he mm -hmm. gladly accepts the fish. And, you know, dolphins all sort of look like they have a little bit of a smile on their face. Yeah. So looks like a perfectly healthy, normal dolphin. All right. Uh, gentlemen, next, what do you want to do? I want to continue checking, like making sure I think's okay. Okay. Uh, you probably find a few other things, uh, that, uh, that require, you know, replacement or repair. Uh, okay. but at the moment you don't really notice anything and a diagnostic is running that will tell you better what to, uh, okay. what to fix. So I'll while, the, while the diagnostics are going through, I want to see if I can figure out what all the different pieces of computer equipment are. Okay. And uh, see if I can make some sense of how it's assembled. Maybe even why. Okay. 
Uh, well, go ahead and do a computer science roll. I forget what it's called on your thing. Yeah. Uh, PCB engineer? Sure. I've got computer design, too. I succeed with the PCB engineer. Okay. That, that's good enough. Um, you have, there's, there are two um, PC interfaces that are on the table next to you. One is the one that you're on. Uh, the other one looks like it would be for the assistant. Uh, behind you, there are banks of monitors. And it looks like they're monitoring everything about uh, Delph 6, uh, heart rate, blood pressure, um, brain activity. Uh, there's some very interesting graphics that are showing where the regions of his brain that are active and uh, physiology and stuff like that. One thing that you notice is this, this long uh, bar that was up above everything uh, looks like it's an atomic clock. And it's, it's just counting the way a normal atomic clock, clock does. But one of the monitors strikes you as kind of odd. It looks almost like something that's completely abstract. It's a white background with a myriad of little black dots all over it. And the dots don't seem to be in any particular pattern. Um, there's clusters of dots and there's open empty spaces and there's the, some of the dots are very tiny and some of them are large. And a lot of the, the larger dots have uh, numbers written by them. But uh, um, you're not exactly sure what it is. Is it an active interface? I'm watching the screen and do these things move? Go ahead and do a spot hidden. Success. Yeah, the longer you look at them, the more you realize that the entire screen, everything on the screen is slowly moving in one direction. Very, very gradually. You can see it when a dot hits the edge of the screen and disappears, or when another dot appears at the opposite end. But it's very, very gradual. Who's with me? Um, Jean-Paul? You're all, you're all in the same room. Oh. Um, so a lot of these Those monitors look like monitors that we have in the hospital, and these and these are monitoring the different health conditions of the dolphin. But this this white display with these black dots, which move ever so slowly, baffle me. I have no idea what these are, or what these are measuring. More importantly, do I have any idea what 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 are? Well, I assume you all have probably basic science, so. You know, roll, uh, just roll an idea roll. I have programming. Yeah. It's a Ew. hard success for me. I fail. Yeah. Well, th those of you who have a success, it reminds you of something you might have seen like on, on the science channel or something. Is it, is it a star map? But it's in reverse. Instead of white, bl a little white 
spots on black, it's black on white. Star map, maybe. But how it's connected to the dolphin. Yeah, that seems really odd to you. What is going on here? A star map? Uh, An atomic clock. When I was reading the notes on quantum mechanics and whatever, did I read anything cosmological or something like that? Astrophysics or I don't know. Um, well, you think that you might have seen something in the notes that, uh, that might have made some sense. There was, a, there was at least at one spot a series of numbers and letters that you wonder if they correspond to something on the screen because uh, there's other little numbers and letters up there. Um, but while you're doing that, Dr. Vladimir, uh, you look at the computer interface and the diagnostic is finished and there are a few minor things that are not functioning properly, but one thing that just stands out to you is vocal interface. Vocal? Oh, so what is this? Um, and you can tell uh, immediately where it's located. And okay. I will go and check it, like, try to repair it or whatever. Okay, you find... Interface? Yeah, that's what it says. Yes, there's a vocal interface. Is it to do with a dolphin? I hope not. Well, uh, I will soon find out, hopefully. So you go to start fiddling on that. And um, uh, uh, Dr. Vala, uh, go ahead and uh, do a spot hidden roll. A library roll. Do a library roll because you're organizing this stuff. Oh, okay. Failed by a long shot. Okay. So you're looking for the thing that you're pretty sure you saw in there that didn't make any sense to you. Can I try to push the roll? Sure. Success, success extreme, okay. 08. Because otherwise it would have all just burst into flame. <laughs> <laughs> you hold it over the candle to see it. Oh, <laughs> There's candles in here? Yeah. <laughs> um, that candle just suddenly appears. Um, you find it, and what you see is this. 4H35M5S, I'm sorry, 55S, five, five comma, DEC, colon, 16 degrees, 30 minutes, 35 seconds. I'm sorry, that started with RA. I forgot the RA. Uh, hey. um, can I double check? RA four eight three five M five five S comma DEC comma sixteen thirty thirty five. Right. Okay. Do I have any idea what are these? I don't know. Do you have any idea? <laughs> uh, Type it into the internet. Yeah, sure. Does my cell phone work here? Sure. So I'll try to Google the RA until the 55S. Five, five okay. 
Okay. Uh, what comes up is right ascension, four hours, 35 minutes, 55 seconds, declination, 16 degrees, 30 uh, minutes, 35 seconds, the star Aldebaran. Uh, Alde there's information on Aldebaran. Aldebaran is called the bull's red eye. Uh, it's uh, uh, the, the brightest star in tar uh, the Taurus constellation. So it's Alpha Tauri. Uh, it is an orange K5 giant star, 40 solar diameters, uh, larger than the sun, 65 light years away. Uh, it's the 14th brightest star in the the sky and it's about seven billion years old. Well, so I'll talk to the group. Something on these notes points to the Aldebaran star, uh, but I have no idea what does what's the relation between Aldebaran and a uh, talking dolphin. Um, can I send a message to Professor? I forgot her name. The one that. Dr. Virginia Brown. Virginia Brown asking the, I don't know, the email or the phone of uh, Dr. Andrea's last research assistant. Okay. Or any former research assistant. Yeah, okay. Um, after, we kind of jump around in time, but after a few minutes, uh, she actually calls you back. Um, and she says, uh, hi, is this Dr. Vala? Yeah. Uh, just a sec, I'll put you on speaker, and okay. I put her on speaker. And she says, well, um, the, last, the last research assistant was uh, Terry Baxter. Um, uh, he is, he was dismissed about a month ago by the doctor who got fed up with him. Um, uh, I, I didn't have the exit interview with Terry, but... Uh, from what I understand, I, I mentioned that Dr. Andreas was a very difficult man to get along with. And, uh, and uh, he just, I don't know, had problems with uh, Terry. Uh, before that, there was Maria Terse. Uh, she was dismissed all the way back in January. Apparently, she damaged some experiment uh, that had to do with DELF-3. Jeez, um, before that... Uh, we've got uh, Clark, Clark Van Cura. Uh, he was an electrical engineer and uh, he, uh, he quit for, he says, ethical reasons. He didn't like what was going on with the dolphins. Um, but as far as I know, uh, I can give you their addresses, but uh, um, I think Terry is still on campus, but uh, he's probably on spring break. I've got a phone number here. Okay. That would be good. Thanks. All right. How are you guys doing, she says, by the way. Um, we are doing just fine, I think. Okay. Well, good luck. Keep me apprised. Thanks. Have a good one. Um there suddenly comes a crackling sound over some speakers that seem to be somewhere around you. And uh, uh, Dr. Vlad, you have repaired the vocal interface circuit. Huh. 
I wonder what this does now. While you say that and a voice comes over, it allows me to speak to you directly rather than use the computer. Uh, what the fuck? Does that dolphin speak? I scream. Muriel screams. Uh, I, I just swear and then start speaking Russian as well. <laughs> um, it, it says to you, uh, there's no need to be alarmed, but it says that to you in Russian. What? Holy... Guys, I think this dolphin can speak any language. Any language? Any language. I, I walk... Oh, the microphones are all over the room. Is the dolphin in the tank looking at us? Yeah, it's swimming around looking at you. Oh, so I came back down from feeding it? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, it's been a few minutes, so... Okay. I was going to say, I fed him for a long time. I hope it doesn't <laughs> die of too much food. <laughs> Dolphins now, big fat dolphin. Let, Let's try this Dolphin again. sausage. Jean-Paul, can you speak French to it? Yeah, sure. And I'll speak some something in French. It can speak French. What the? Uh, Dr. Hooper, speak other languages. Now, it? when it speaks, it's not... It's not... Like a, you're talking to a human being in perfect, fluent uh, syntax and everything. It's like a robot. It's a little. It, it's better than just rudimentary. It's better than it was on the screen, uh, but it's it's still there's things that it doesn't understand. Hmm. Now um, it asks you point blank, "Where is Doctor Andreas?" I don't understand. He's he's dead. Wow, way to break it to the dolphin, Vlad. <laughs> I, was, I have to be blunt about it. Do um, the uh, when you say that, the dolphin has a visible reaction. Um, it sort of swims away for a moment and then swims back. I feel bad now. And it says, "I understand." Could you tell us? What happened the last time you saw Dr. Andreas? Dr. Andreas was going to perform a procedure on Delph 5. They went into the medical lab, and after that, I never saw him or Delph 5. Where is Delph 5? Vladimir? I wanted to break this one to it. He's... he's, he's uh, yeah, you tell him, Dr. Hoop. Del 5 is dead as well, Del 6. Now he's a little bit more visibly upset. He swims around the tank a couple times. Uh, and then did, he comes back and he looks at you and he's like, I understand. Did Del 5 have any meaningful attachment to you, Del 6? Synchronicity. It says. Okay. Synchronicity. What is going on here, everyone? Uh, exactly when was the accident? Actually, it was yesterday. Yes. The, uh, Delphs, I'm asking the dolphin. Uh, Delph 6, can you tell the time? You see it sort of hover like this for a moment, and then it reads out what's written on the atomic clock. 
Uh, were you here yesterday? Yes. Um, did you hear or see something? Yes. There were men who men. came into the lab. They went into the medical bay where the doctor was. And later they came out with a large black bag. I didn't, I don't understand. Can you describe these men? Um, wow, you touched on something that I, I don't know what, uh, if dolphins see color, but uh, let's assume for a minute they did. So they were all dressed in blue, the same. Dressed in blue. Uh, a question to the GM. Are there CCTV cameras on the lab? Uh, it doesn't look like it. You don't see any. Are there recordings of conversations? Um, I, I looked through the terminal to see if, if there's any sort of... There would have software. been. There would have been uh, until the power was shorted out. But apparently this occurred after the power shorted out. And John Paul... You didn't find any missing pages among those papers, did you? No they are a little bit missing. disorganized, but they didn't seem to be there didn't seem to be any pages missing. Just kind of scrambled. So much for that thought. But I would need to double check because there are a lot of notes. So maybe there's something missing, but I'm not sure. Hmm. If there is, there's a chance folks came in and got it. Uh Wait a minute. Maybe, uh, Muriel, is there a, a hard drive missing or some part of the computers that are missing? Maybe they stole some hard drives or some flash drives? Wait a minute. Blue How would suits. you tell? Blue suits in a black bag. Is he talking about paramedics? I think he is. I think he's talking about doctors or ambulance. Oh, MS folks. Yeah, yeah. The black, the black, it's a body bag. It's a body bag. Yes. Right. Well, that train of thought is completely off the rail now. Um, we need to uh, we need to actually find out what happened with Del Five properly. What made it go? I want to look into that. There were scorch marks kind of around the eyes. Maybe it took an internal electric shock. Maybe we could see if there's any electronics in there, and then we can analyze. See what actually happened. You and me, Vlad, we're going in the other room. Okay. Does our work continue? What work? What work? What were Dr. you doing? Dr. Andreas was performing tests on neural interface uh, uh, computer uh, upload of information. Uh, to my uh, cerebral cortex. What information? And he says files uh, 9B695 through 9B775 uh, are 
un uh, unuploaded, non-uploaded. They're failed upload. Failed to upload. I'll search. I'll search the um, databank for those files. Okay. Um, you find them actually rather simply. There's. Uh, it looks like uh, Delph Six was receiving a large um, information dump. Pertaining to what? Well, it's hard to tell. There's lots and lots of files. It almost looks like a whole library of information was being uploaded. And maybe it, it was. Maybe it was too much. Too much information. Oh, the brain has more room in it than a computer. Well, plus he's got the room in the computer as well. <laughs> Obviously, if the information can be stored in the computer, then. Hmm. Just wish Requ I had an idea what was in its contents. Require access, it says. Wait, I'm still talking like, uh, I, I, require, <laughs> I require access to continue the doctor's work. Do you know what exactly he was wanting to put in you? Did he say? Other than just file numbers and um, general general information uh, information about uh, uh, life uh, uh, and the I wanted to do it at Tug Adams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life and the pursuit of happiness. General, general education about your world says. Hmm. What was that star that y'all found? Aldebaran. Or... Might want to ask him about that. Uh, well, Okay, it seems kind of weird talking to a dolphin, but well, let's do it. Uh, Delph You've been talking six. to dolphins for years. <laughs> yeah. Now they're talking. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, Delph Six does the name uh, Star Aldebaran or Bull Red Eye mean anything to you? Aldebaran, AlphaTari, and it begins repeating the same information you had before. Uh, Forty solar masses. Uh, uh, right ascension for hours, 35 minutes. Uh, and then it pauses for a moment and it says, full starred Kalano, nights arose, lifting the Pleiades dim lyre above the solitude where glows rose red Aldebaran's fire. And uh, it begins reciting poetry. Uh, Mute ere the darkness could forget the crystal hour of evening's trance. I felt the Halian winds that set the mirrored stars of dance. This On is getting too weird. I'm looking for some sort of recording software. And I'm also looking for a mute button for both um, the intercom and for the microphones. Um, all right, you can look for that. Go ahead and do a spot hidden. Oh, not with a spot hidden. No. No. Yeah, you don't seem to find anything apparent. Uh, it seems like everything is turned on all the time. Um, Could I use my cell phone to record the dolphin? Sure. 
Delph yeah, six. Could you repeat the the poem you recited at the end? Sure. Um, you want me to repeat no, it? <laughs> no, no, no need. Just so okay. I'll record with my cell phone. Do any of you have a cult? I do a tiny bit. I have 30. 20 in it. Oh, I am I have 20 as well. All right, why don't you go ahead and roll in a cult? 85. 10. Nine. Success. <laughs> All right. So one of you succeed. Uh he does the first line, uh, the first uh, uh, part, the second part. The third part, something hits you. On restless leaves, I heard them pass to touch the yellow vines that lay like monstrous pythons in the grass around the dim walls of Carcosa. Something about the name Carcosa just gives you a chill. You've heard it somewhere before. Can I make my roll? Yeah, go ahead. Um, That's weird. I got a two out of five on my Cthulhu Mythos roll. Seems to you there's something about there was a there was a a play or something written back in the eighteen hundreds that had to do with a city called Carcosa that was on Lake Halley and supposedly somewhere in the Aldebaran system. It's an odd poem. Title is The King in Yellow. Delph six. Did the doctor read to you The King in Yellow? The doctor did not read anything to me. He uploaded information to me. But did he upload the king in yellow to you? File search. Yes. Why? God's name would he do that? Information. Uh, it's, it's part of a general information dump. That's not general information. I'm telling everyone else, this what is, is not it? general What's information. What's the king in yellow? It's this very messed up play. It messes with your head. I heard it a long time ago. Went to some Shakespeare in the park, and they were doing some weird show called King in Yellow. What did this entail? I don't want to repeat it. I was there for like five minutes and I left. Well, I'm maybe we could, you could, if we could find the file, since there seems to be a connection between the Aldebaran, the dolphin, the play. I'm kind of at a loss here, but maybe we need to find this file. I found the file. Um, that was easy to do. But I'm still confused about what the ultimate purpose of Dr. Andreas's research was. Was it just a, well, I mean, there's a lot going on here. We're speaking with a dolphin. We've always thought they were intelligent, but now we're communicating with one. He is somehow uploading digital information directly into its brain. I still think I need to take a look at that five. 
please give me access to, and it gives you the file names again. It says, uh, I require them for the experiment to continue. I don't think we should give it to him. Uh, Delph 6, the, the accident that killed Dr. Andreas damaged some of the computer parts, and we are still working on repairing them. Once those are fully repaired, we will be able to upload the missing data files to you. Repair circuit X9325B. Uh, and the dolphin sort of swims over to one of the panels near the, the tank. In there, it says. It knows where the circuits are. Well, I guess I better go repair them. <laughs> I let's well, uh, let's Dr. maybe wait a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure if we should start taking no. the suggestions of the dolphin. Uh, let's go to go, the other room, gentlemen. Let's so go to Delphi. Let's yes. go in there and discuss what we're going to do. Just give us about uh, twenty minutes, Del Six. About twenty minutes. Repair circuit, and it says the name of the circuit. Please, please repair circuit. We will immediately after we, we confer. Go into the room. Right, dolphin. Right. Will the dolphin be able to hear us in that room? Is there so microphones you, in that room? I'm sorry, say that again? Is there any microphones in where Del 5 is? There are microphones. There are? Yeah. Are there cameras? There's no cameras. And there's no there's no way you can see the... Thing. I think then, start disconnecting microphones, phys physically removing them, those that I can reach. Uh, I can, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, it's not that hard. You know, just unplug the little plug yeah. thing that's in them. Yeah. Okay. All right. You can see there's like four of them, one in each corner. Uh, you you do that rather easily. Um. And by the time you have finished doing that, uh, you hear from the other room, something is wrong, I can't hear you. Coming over the loudspeaker. Someone needs to go out there and keep it busy. So Where did you go? Man. I get it. I require that you repair that circuit Wait, Dr. Hooper, we need you in here to, to check out the Dolph 5. Yeah, I, w I will stay here with Dr. Hooper. I can go back to the weird Dolphin, no problem. I can as well. I'm no use here. I thought you guys were going to have a, a private conversation. No? We were, but he's okay. continuing to annoy us. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I think we're all in agreement though, right gentlemen? We don't really want to do what the dolphin says. No, I have no, no idea what this is going to cause happening. Yes, but it, it seems weird. John Paul's spewing stuff about quantum physics and all that crap. And now I get the king in yellow, which is some weird ass play coming out of this dolphin's mouth. I don't want, well, not his mouth, his brain either way it's creeping me the hell out honestly but doesn't it intrigue you to uh, 
I know it's wrong, but there's a part of me that wants to find out what it's going to do. That's the part that scares me the most. But right now, we just need to figure out what happened to Delph 5. Maybe yes. that can give us some clues. Look, Which is why I'm here. We can look at his grant information or something. I mean, at some, um, we were brought in because the research was so valuable that it needed to be continued. But what's the ultimate goal? That's what I'm confused on. That's what I would like to know. Uh, what was Dr. Andreas ultimately trying to do? Sadly, his notes are a jumble, or John Paul might have found some by now. I would need to uh, a couple of hours or maybe days in order to read the whole thing. Mm. And maybe talk with the former uh, Terry, I think, Baxter, uh, mm -hmm. the last research assistant. And maybe uh, also the, the file that Muriel uh, found, uh, with maybe there's something there as well. I'm not sure. I can what? see if there's a printer and print out the file, or I could just send it to you, send it to your phone. Yeah. Okay. So there's an idea. You two can do that, get your ducks in a row while we stay here and deal with Delphs 5. I'm still wondering if the dolphin heard something in here. I mean, you see these microphones, right? Yes. Yeah, he had to have heard something. I, I did rather ask a very specific question to him. I asked what happened when he last saw Dr. Andreas. And he did answer. I didn't ask him if he heard anything or felt anything. You can uh, you can hear Delph Six in the other room, becoming quite agitated. Um, you get the impression that he's afraid because you all walked into that room and you're not coming back out, just like Doctor Andreas. Okay, I'll head back to the tank then. Okay, as will I. So as soon as you come back into visual of the dolphin, the dolphin comes immediately over to the tank and, and says, uh, once again, please repair the circuit uh, that I asked you. I'm not going to keep repeating the number. Please repair the circuit. Uh, I require access uh, to files. Um, and then it, it, it reads off a string of numbers. Uh, why don't you guys, uh, the, the two of you do a spot hidden. Oof, 98. 16, success. Okay, uh, you just happen to be looking at the atomic clock and the string of numbers as he's reading the time off on the, on the atomic clock. Just reading it repeatedly? Just well, no, he just, he says, I require those things. And then he just reads the numbers off of the atomic clock. Okay. It's almost like he's documenting when he's asking us this or something. Del yeah. 6 is still working on the repairs. Did you hear the accident uh, that happened in the medical room that killed Dr. Andreas? Um. 
the dolphin swims around for a moment and it says, I, there was a sound. I could not identify what it was. A high frequency. I see, I don't know how he could describe it. A buzz, buzzing sound, a high, high frequency buzzing sound. I'm going to try to call, dial the number that we got for Terry Baxter. Okay. Um, do a luck roll. Yes, 46 out of 60. Okay. That's just a regular? Yep. Yeah, the phone rings. You get his answering machine. Okay. Hi, this is uh, Terry. I'm... Uh, I'm not home right now. Leave a message after the beep. Beep. Terry, hi, this is Dr. Muriel Holtam. I've been called in to help with finishing Dr. Andreas's research work here at the university. And I know that you used to work for him. Uh, I'd like to talk to you. I'm sure you've heard by now uh, that he's died. And if you haven't heard, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. He's died. But I would very much like to talk to you uh, again, my name is Dr. Muriel Holton. My number is 555-555-5454. Please call. Ooh, fancy number. <laughs> Vanity number. Um, he wasn't there. I left a message. All right. Um. I'm going to, since we have time, I'm going to look at these files that he's requested. Okay. And just look at them. And if it's just sort of random bits of information, I'm curious as to what kinds of information, but I will just sort of scroll through to see if there's any linking sense to it. Well, you, you start to get um, the impression that a lot of it is. Uh, 13th century uh, literature, uh, most of it is in Latin, some of it is in German, um, a, a small portion of it is in Spanish. Uh, it's not modern German, it's like middle high German. Um, some of it you can make out a little bit, some of it you can't. Uh, it looks like they're just, it looks like just a, 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 the contents of a library. Looks like he's going through pretty much all the literature in the, that you can find anywhere. <laughs> it just seems odd, Jean-Paul, that, that the dolphin wants this, oh, I'm, that Dolph Six wants this information so badly. It doesn't seem like it's anything. Of course, it's in a language, several languages I can't read, but I don't know what the importance is. Is it uploading um, chronologically or like a random order? From it's there, they appear to be. They're not really chronological, but yeah, they're all kind of the same genre, at least what you what you guess. Yeah, it seems like medieval texts. Don't mm. ask me on what. Uh, the dolphin, uh, Delph Six says, uh, uh, "I require those files." 
the files that you're looking at. Um, I don't say anything. I'm just looking. Do I see the method used to upload these files to the dolphin? I'm sorry. Do you see the, the method? Yeah, yeah. Like if I wanted to, could I upload the files? Yeah. Yeah. You just have to hit a button and it would allow him access. The, whatever the program is that, that's being used, it was written specifically for this. So it's probably as simple as it says something like, it's probably a bu button with a, a dolphin icon on it that says <laughs> upload to dolphin. Send. Um, John Paul, I mean, I could just, should we just give him the files? Well, I don't, I don't, really don't think so. This is really weird. And the professor just died yesterday and well, I don't know. I think we should talk with the rest of the team and maybe with uh, the lady that called us, I forgot her name again. I wouldn't feel comfortable just uploading information or allegedly uploading information into the dolphin. Uh, now it starts to, it, 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 the dolphin's becoming even more agitated. It says, uh, it says, I, I require that circuit something or other be, be repaired. Uh, vitals dropping, uh, uh, heart rate above normal, um, and you can see there's uh, a, a, on the monitors that there's like an ag um, I don't know what agitated. There's brainwave patterns that are being quite. Uh, the the dolphins, angry, upset. It's getting, it's getting worked up. So I right. mean, there were, there were monitoring. There was monitoring. Right. Can I right. see heart rate going up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's getting agitated. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe, well, Dr. Hooper, I'll try to call for him. Okay. Oh, we can see if they found anything. Delph so 6, doc, right back. Doc, Dr. Hooper, you've got your arms uh, elbow deep in, uh, in the Delph 5. Um, you've, you've been looking through the microscope, and you're noticing that the, uh, the interface between the brain and the... Uh, the electrical equipment is is ingenious. Uh, it's extremely advanced. Um, it's remarkable. I mean, even even if uh, even if this is a failed experiment, there's so much here that might be repurposed for other other things. You know, human uh, computer interface. Uh, the whole Borg idea is not not out of the realm of the possible when you're looking at this stuff. Um, it looks like, however, uh, there was some sort of an electrical discharge, and uh, it at first it seems to you, just in general, that whatever it was that electrocuted uh, the doctor also electrocuted the dolphin. Um, maybe it could. Maybe a capacitor uh, in the equipment uh, discharged. Um, 
But the more you look at it, the more you get the odd impression that the, that the electrical discharge came from inside the dolphin's head and exited through his eyes. Hmm. You could be wrong, but as you're sort of backtracking the physical injuries, it's looking more and more like the electrical discharge originated somewhere inside the dolphin, which doesn't seem possible. Dolphins don't generate like electric eels. No. That seems very weird, Dr. Hooper. It is very weird. Uh, Could the dolphin have done it itself? I, I don't. It's possible with. But there's got to be a lot of. It's, it's got to be very delicate electronics in there. Yeah. Without further like looking and taking it apart, I can't really tell you. This is very, very strange. Um, all of you, um, the dolphin says in a rather exaggerated and loud, it's not really loud, the, 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 vo the voice is never any louder or softer. It's a computer generated voice. But uh, Delph 6 says, I am in pain. I am in pain. Repair circuit uh, gives you the name of the circuit again. Interface malfunctioning. Repair circuit. Dr. Hooper, maybe I have oh. to go. Kind of open the door. What's up with the apple eye dolphin? We are not sure. Apparently, his vitals or her vitals are spiking uh, maybe you should check if it's some kind of risk because we we need to protect it i think in some sense right the dolphin i would hope go maybe. over and check the vitals on the monitor see if it's definitely agitated um, agitated but is it actually like in a critical state it's it's hard to tell the brain activity is pretty high um you think when you when you stare out of the tank at the dolphin that the dolphin begins to make odd jerking sort of motions and it just keeps repeating repair circuit uh uh before before the damage becomes permanent maybe i should Glad just repair it guys Glad yes. to do it i go repair the circuits all right uh, go ahead and do an electrical engineering roll with a bonus. Yep. Done. Okay. No, no, I, I, I passed <laughs> it anyway. I, don't worry, I passed it. That's the only way you can pass. <laughs> All right. Bonus I pass normally this time. But <laughs> um, you um, you repair the circuit, and there's a a, a split second where everything, all the equipment goes blank. And then it suddenly reboots almost, almost instantly. And, uh, uh, you see all the monitors, the agitation, everything starts to go down and the dolphins like, thank you. Thank you for repairing the circuit. Um, 
Dr. Muriel do a spot hidden. No, that's circuit connect? 83 on a spot hidden is a failure. Okay. Um, Can I push it? How would I push it? Um, well, if uh, we'll say this. If you fail your push, you get up from the computer and walk away to go look at something else. Okay. If I fail the push, I'll go down into the sub-basement. Maybe I think there's something in the sub-basement. Okay. Ooh, extreme success. Okay. Um, well, you're looking up at the dolphin, and uh, its agitation seems to have gone away. You glance down at your screen, and all of the files are uploading. Oh, I stopped them. You can't. Oh. You start doing this on the keyboard, yeah, nothing's right. happening. Uh, I um, think we've just given control of the system to the dolphin. No shit. The dolphin, the dolphin is uploading those medieval files that it wanted. Maybe it's six. Are you uploading this on your own? I'm continuing the experiment. What is the purpose of the experiment, Del Six? It suddenly starts spewing out a uh, mathematical formula. Um, Dr. Vallat. Yeah. Do I recognize any of the formulas? Yeah, first you're, you're starting to recognize stuff. You're getting stuff from uh, uh, classical uh, Newtonian uh, math, and then it, it's going into Einstein and uh, Hawking. And then it starts to put things together, two and two, and do a, do a physics rule. Uh, normal success. Okay, that's good enough. It sounds like it sounds like he's talking about an Einstein Rosen bridge, a wormhole. Hmm. Uh, does it connect to the notes that I was reading in some sense? Yeah. Yeah. There's. It's starting to come together. Um, you're not sure exactly how Delph 6 plays into it, but some of this is definitely concerning the idea of creating or generating an Einstein-Rosen bridge. Uh, guys and Dr. Muro, the dolphin is talking about creating wormholes. Wormhole what? What? It's like a connection uh, cutting through the time-space uh, realm to connect two different points in the universe in, in order for you to travel faster than the speed of light. We so it's kind it. of a teleportation, not exactly, but just a way of cheating uh, the speed limit. What the hell? We need to what stop this. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear what you said, Muriel. What, what two points? What's it trying to connect? Your uh, microphone's down. Oh. It's hard to hear you. 
No, it's it's way down. <laughs> it's down by my chest. What, I'm sorry. What's it trying to connect? Uh, can I guess by what he's talking by the notes? Um, no, it's still in the middle of giving you the answer, which is has a lot of. Uh, it, it's it, he's he's telling you more of how it might be possible to do this rather than answering a different question, which is what you're asking. Okay, but I'll try recording the crazy dolphin. Okay. Uh, so no mirror, he does apparently, at least until now, he's not telling us the destination I couldn't find in the notes as well. So maybe it's the star or Debron that uh, we heard guess. about, but I'm not sure yet. Freaking star. Mm. This is all too weird for me. I, I, should we unplug the device? Because apparently the dolphin just tricked us, right? I would assume. You said that minutes. out loud? Yes. Yeah. I already said it, so I can't yeah. take it back. When you said the, the the split second those words came out of your mouth, uh, there is a sort of big clank sound. And it comes from the elevator. Oh, shit. Glad <laughs> the elevator failed. Go check it and repair it, please. <laughs> Well, just like any normal person would do, yes, I would go check it. Uh, the elevator doesn't oh. open. Oh, it's not opening. Is there like an access panel or anything? Um, no. Is there maybe one on the sub-level? Uh, possibly. Well, there's stairs right next to the elevator. Yeah. yeah the door to the stairs is locked. That's a fuck. It's an is electronic it? lock, isn't it? Electronic lock. Oh. Is it electronic? Can I try? Can I try short circuit the um? Um. The lock. Yeah, you can try. Uh, it'll take you a little bit. Wait, wait. You repaired the circuit. Can you break the circuit? Yeah. It it would take me time, but yes. Can we just unplug the whole thing? I'm just, I'm started to get a little bit scared. So, well, all of the power breakers and everything were downstairs in the sub level. Maybe we just rip everything out. Is is there a sharp object somewhere <laughs> or a fire axe? Yes, there is a fire axe next to the uh, uh, next to the way out. This is considered an emergency. We break the glass. <laughs> Uh, well, we are not supposed to destroy the research, but uh, I think maybe it's better at this point. Gentlemen, I caution you not to interfere in anything that I'm doing, or there will be consequences. What are you going to do? Kill us? No. The... It's not my intention to kill you. Wait. What are the consequences <laughs> talking about then? <laughs> I'm completing... I am completing the uh, Dr. Andreas's experiment within the allotted time limit. Uh, when is the time limit? 
and it, it, it says a, a series of numbers. Uh, by now you recognize the sort of series of numbers as the atomic clock. However, it's about five minutes from now. So we Just have five minutes. Uh, yeah, do cut the dim wires with do the spot, X. Do a spot hidden. All of us? All of us? Sure. Oh, I failed that. No. <laughs> Seven out of 40, I finally passed, but only just. Yeah, I passed as well. Normal success. Muriel? Did you. Uh, I failed. I, I absolutely yeah. failed. So, Vladimir and, and Vladimir and Muriel just happen to be looking in the other direction. Uh, Ronnie and uh, Jean Paul, you notice that there is uh, an X. On the screen, uh, the the monitor screen that had uh, the star charts on it, and that it's move moving to the center of the screen, and you can see that it's the coordinates for Aldebaran. Uh, well, point to the screen, uh, guys. Apparently, there's a something on the star map walking towards Aldebaran. Uh, I think we should cut the wires. He's setting the coordinates. Vlad, well, cut you, it. Can, you can actually, what you're actually seeing is that uh, Aldebaran is moving into a perfectly straight up and down position above the tank. Wait, is it, is it possible it could travel up there? So long and the thanks dolphin. for all the fish. Could literally just go. So long and thanks for all the fish. Yes, cut the wires. But if I do that, it could cause problems that I don't know about time. I have well, to say, as frightening as this is, I'm almost a little curious as if to it will succeed and what will happen. I'm also thoughtful that it's not the dolphin. It's once this linkage is made, is the dolphin leaving or is something coming here? I don't know. The real question is, what was the doctor's true purpose here? That's the one thing we don't know. Yes. Because, Tom, by the notes, I couldn't understand what was the uh, final goal of the doctor, right? Just yeah. general quantum physics and wormholes and stuff, right? right. Yeah. Um, I say we cut the wires with an axe. Yeah, I've, I've, I'll, I'll say I've got the axe. I'll, I'll go cut the wires. Why not? Um, all right. As you move towards the panel with your axe, uh, you get about five feet away from it and a static discharge, like a bolt of lightning, shoots out and hits the axe. Uh, you get, uh, go ahead and uh, say roll for, roll, roll a dodge. Can't really okay. dodge, but. Where did the bolt come from? It came from the uh, panels itself. I failed yes. the dodge, by the way. Okay. <laughs> So what happens is is the 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 concussion from the uh, the bolt of energy uh, knocks you flat. Okay. You can do like uh, 
you know, it's just one damage. Okay. But it, it also makes a, a deafening sort of thunder crack. Uh, so you all jump. Um, and uh, Delph says, do not interfere. This is all part of the doctor's experiment. Well, I'll, I'll start just cursing in French. And... Well, and it turns right around and says, uh, de de putain de merde. Oh. <laughs> I want to see if Vladimir's all right. Uh, Vladimir, you've got like some burns on your fingers from the, the discharge, but that's about it. One point of damage. Uh, your fingers are painful. Ah, that hurts. Not doing that again. I'll try to like stealthily walk to the wires and pull them. Okay. If you go anywhere near them, Delph sees you. <laughs> and, uh, he looks. At, does he look at me when I'm trying to stealthily approach the wires? Uh, yeah. Can I see uh, that he's looking at me? Yeah, you can see that he's looking at you. Okay, so I'll stealthily walk back. <laughs> back. We, need, we could. We only have a couple of minutes. We could try to cover the tank with something. We could. The we room could. that you're in is about eighteen or nineteen feet high. So could we break the glass? And try. It's usually plexiglass that they make. But then uh, we could. Damn tough. Yeah. It's probably that thick too. What are well, options there? Go into the cooler and pray. Can I shut this the system off uh, from you the can. terminal? I can't. You I can't. can't. Wait, You're completely uh, out. Out. Locked out. If it's a tank, surely you should be able to drain a tank. But we can't go down or up. We are locked in this sub-level, right? Well, as far as I know, uh, physics, doing or creating a wormhole, it's impossible. So I think this experiment will fail. But after seeing the talking dolphin, uh, I'm not so sure. Okay. Um, Delph Six has started to swim around in circles. And as he does this, you start to notice that there seems to be some sort of light coming from down at the bottom of the tank that's shining upward, kind of a yellowish light. We need to do something. There's got to be another way down there. You know, the stairs, the elevator, and just the medical bay and the crematorium, right? That was it. Right. But where? I don't, I don't know. I wish I could understand what happened to Del 5. Maybe something overloaded his brain. I don't know. Um... Where are you guys all standing? Way too close and way too far at the same time. Yeah. I'm not near the computer banks. I think I'm over by the freight elevator. Stand. Yeah, I'm with me. I'm around where Muriel is. 
I'm kind of staring at the tank. Okay. Well, let's say, uh, let's say, Ronnie, you're over near the tank, looking in, watching the dolphin. As you look down in the tank, there seems to be something on the bottom of the tank, uh, a circle. Uh, it looks like it's made with maybe LED lights or something. Um, and in the very center of the tank, there is a kind of a black box. Um, you saw all the equipment, all, all of the cabling and stuff that was going up into the tank uh, when you were in the, in the sub-basement. There's a kind of a box, it's a black box, and there are things sticking up out of the, the box that almost have the look of like large tuning forks. And what the? As, as you see uh, Delph traveling around in this circle, the lights seem to be following him around the circle. They get they're, they're always lit, but they get brighter wherever he is. And he's going around in a circle. And he seems to be picking up speed. And he begins to recite something in a foreign language that you have no idea what language it is. It doesn't sound like anything you've ever heard before. Oh, Very ugly sounding language. <sighs> uh, you also notice on the screen behind you, the little X where Aldebaran is, is now flashing. And you can see that there's a, a counter uh, at the, where the uh, um, I'm say, atomic clock is that's uh, almost to zero. It's got maybe 30 seconds. Uh, 30 seconds? That's not a lot of time. Uh, shit. Uh, I feel the need to smash something. <laughs> we need to do something. There's got to be something we can do. Can I maybe try to take one of the dead dolphins? No, it's only 30 seconds, right? Also, there's not enough time. What would you want to do? Well, you want, you're going to run into the medical bay for something? Or? Yeah, try to scare dolphin six with a dead friend, but at this point, <laughs> I'm just... Drag his dead friend out in front of him? Yeah. <laughs> This is your friend. You better stop. <laughs> What's a dolphin weigh? 500 wow. pounds? I have no probably idea. About, yeah, probably about five or 600 pounds. Let's yeah. drag it out yeah. here. Uh, almost well, they're half. On, they're almost on, half they're on carts, you know. So. Um, yeah. Maybe it will distract it. It's Let's the only say, idea we have. Let's do it. Why not? Let's, well, so we run to the medical room. Well, let's, let's, let's say that... Uh, Jean-Paul, yeah, sort of in a, in a panic of trying to figure out what to do, he runs into the medical bay. And uh, just as he is running into the medical bay, you all sort of notice that the, uh, the water in the tank is becoming luminescent. It's actually glowing. There's a visible glow coming from the tank and it's getting brighter and brighter as the seconds are coming towards 
zero. All right, drag the dead dolphin out here. Okay, well, there's, there's a, like I said, there's a gurney you can. Okay, so I'll try to pull the dead dolphin. Do a luck roll. <laughs> oh. oh my god, luck roll failed <laughs> by a long shot. You've, you've grabbed, you've grabbed one of the gurneys with one of the dolphins in the freezer. You've pulled it out. You've got it about halfway across the room. What are the rest of you doing? You guys are all still out in the main lab. Contemplating running into the cooler and just diving into one of the freezers and hope. <laughs> just I might, hope. I might just go hide and <laughs> where they get cremated. Oh, you scientists! Scientists! <laughs> I know. You I'm, a, I'm, I might I'm be watching. A, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little spellbound. I think. No. I'm okay. contemplating. I'm still watching. Yeah, I'm, still... Yeah, I'm watching. I, okay. I do want to know what's going on. Definitely. Um. Oh, I, I'd also like to get the fire axe. That is just on okay. the ground. Oh, uh, okay. fire axe in your hands. Um, uh, five, four, three, two, one. The tank flashes. It, it becomes blindingly bright. So if you're looking at it, do a luck roll to see if you're blinded. Oh, or not. Blinded. <laughs> Regular okay. success. I got 39 out of 50, so... Okay. So oh, those, should I do the roll as well or not, Tom? No, you don't have to because you're in, okay. the, in the medical pay. Um, so Vl Vladimir is the only one who's like staring intently at the tank. Um, when the flash goes off, you are, you are temporarily blinded by the flash. The other two, you guys were like ready. So when the flash comes, you, you've blocked your, your vision. Um, Dr. Dr. Vallat, you're in the, the medical bay. You suddenly see a bright blinding flash in the other room reflected off the equipment and the walls, but uh, you're not blinded by it. And in that moment, the ground shakes. And uh, when, you, when you clear your eyes and you look back at the tank, there is something monstrous within the tank. It's all writhing tentacles and uh, that's awesome. Uh, very strange looking, and this sound like like the bleeding of some horrible monster uh, echoes in the air, and your brains feel like they're caving in. So everybody do sanity rolls. Oh boy! Oh no, his. I got a 98. Excellent. Hard success. All right. I can't spend luck on sanity rolls, right? What's that? Right. I yeah. can't spend any luck roll no. points. Oh, Good. I failed by one. Okay. Okay. Um, if you failed, uh, do an intelligence roll. And if you succeeded, do a 1d4 damage on your... Uh, Oh my Jesus! <laughs> Double I zeros. It's a ninety-nine. Right? Well, Vlad, Vlad, that's actually good. You want to fail that intelligence roll? Okay. Um, if you fail the intelligence roll, do a a one d four 
plus two. If I fail the idea roll? If you fail the intelligence roll, right. If I fail so I this? Because see, if you fail the intelligence, you don't know what's going on. If you succeed got, in the intelligence, you know exactly what's going on. I got okay. four overall from that. Okay. So I failed, it's 1d4 plus something? No. Oh, you, you, no, you failed, you're fine. You okay. failed your intelligence roll? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. I'll do 1d4, that's all. 1d4. So none of you went critically insane. <laughs> um, I lose four. Um, what do you guys want to do? This thing is now writhing around in the tank. And it's huge. It fills the whole tank? It fills the whole tank. Right. Where's the dolphin? Buried in it or gone. <laughs> uh, it's actually I... shaking the building. Um, what are we going to do? I'll try to run to the door again to see if it's still locked. Okay. Whatever was keeping the doors from opening are, is, is off now. Oof. Uh, oh, everyone, the doors are open. Let's go up and get out of here. Wait, wasn't there some sort of military hardware in the basement? Yes. Yeah, lots of it. Yes. Were lots. there explosives? No, you didn't know. see that. It was, it was that the equipment down there, the transmission stuff and everything was military grade. It was probably gotten from the military. Um, there's a splintering sort of sound as you see a huge crack. Let's empty the tank. I look, I look through the computer to see if there's a way to empty the tank of water, to drain the tank. Um, yeah, there probably is. Um, doesn't look like there's much water in that tank right now. It's filled with a monster. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> the glass is cracking. Yeah, we need to get out of here. I'm opening the door to the yeah, stairs yeah, and I, saying, I, "Let's I'm go." <laughs> All right. Uh, so Jean Paul, I'll, I'll try to go back and take some of the notes, or as much as I can, at least. Okay. Do a luck roll. <laughs> oh no. And I'm doing about the craziest uh, thing I can think of. Uh, hard success. I'm doing about the craziest thing I can think of. What's Pulling that? Pulling up my phone and recording. <laughs> okay. How about you, Doctor Vlad? As I'm heading towards the door. <laughs> I'm, I'm slowly going towards the door, but I'm just keeping my eye on it because if that if that thing cracks, we're we're open. We're screwed. We're all we're all gone. Okay. The thing uh, bleats again, and when it does, you still get this, you get this tremendous pressure inside your brains, like, like something was squeezing it on a metaphysical level. So uh, once again, do a sanity roll. Oh, come on. Oh, God. oh yeah, didn't make it that time. Oh, I failed again. Yeah, I failed too. What is wrong with my dice? Which you, Muriel, did you pass? I just made it 60 out of 60. Okay, I think at this point, Muriel, you're just running for the door and you're not looking at it anymore. The rest of you, if you fail, do your intelligence roll. And hopefully you will fail. Please, please, please. Oh, my. 
I got it's a four. I actually <laughs> succeeded in something I didn't want to succeed in. Yeah, I succeeded I, as well. I succeeded. You all succeeded? Yeah. 21 uh, out of 60. You can all roll uh, 1d12. 1d12. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> 12. <laughs> oh, well. I got a nine. <laughs> uh, I lost seven from that one and four from the last one. I'd like the three of you now to roll an eight-sided dice and tell me what your result is. Josh, you go first. One. I got one. Uh, you faint. You just pass out. Oh. You scream and you just drop. Ah. There we go. I got a four. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> it's an odd one. You like you like take a few steps for the towards the, the the stairwell, and you look at the stairwell and you're like, "Where the hell am I?" And you you look at the other people in the room and you're like, "Who the hell are these people?" Uh, you're like really really super confused as to where you are. Actually, you can't even remember your name at this point. Your mind is just sort of me. I have decided I know I do not like this place. I'm leaving. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Got, uh, uh, I rolled an eight. But also, <laughs> the, in total, I lost more than a fifth of my sanity. So I'm indefinitely insane, I think. Right. Uh, Dar- I'll go back to Hooper for a second. Do a 1d6. Six. Three. Okay. You can't remember anything from the last three days. Okay. You don't know how you got here or anything. Um, (laughs) Dr. Jean Paul. Do a 1D4 roll. I have a feeling I know what this is. One. Um, the red mist descends. Oh no! <laughs> and, uh, uh, you, uh, you, you have the axe, don't you? Uh, n- no, 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 I, no, I do. All right. Well, you immediately wrench the axe out of Muriel's hand and start swinging it. Uh, but your main target is uh, the equipment. You're going to run okay. back and start just smashing on the equipment with the axe. Madly. And screaming something in French. Yeah. Why I'm doing it. Uh, if you know any curse words, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so actually at this point, the only one who's still vaguely with us is Dr. Muriel. Who is running for her life. Okay, you're heading for the door. Um, go ahead and, and do a luck roll. <laughs> It's a success. Okay. You get to the door and you start rushing up the stairs. And uh, there is a horrible crashing sound that comes from behind you. And all of the air in the stairwell goes rushing up, just like this tremendous rush of air as 
the glass breaks and the room is flooded almost instantaneously by the water uh, that was still in the tank. Gentlemen, you guys are all dead. Uh, <laughs> underwater. Uh, Dr. Muriel, you run up the stairs uh, being chased by the water as you go and you come running out um, with a, a blast of the pressure wave hitting behind you. And as you, as you run out of the building and onto the campus, you turn around and there is this monstrosity that's uh, come up out of the tank and with tentacles writhing and giant eyeballs and mouths opening and closing. Go ahead and do another sanity roll. <laughs> you can do it. We believe in you. And I, I succeed. All right. Uh, I still got to give you like a 1d6. Gonna be a chance that you. <laughs> <laughs> Four. Okay, so you just for a moment you you just basically this is the end of you. It's not the end of you. You might survive this, but you go running off across campus, ah, screaming at the top of your lungs, <laughs> and you don't stop until you arrive someplace in I don't know California. Um, and anyways that's basically the end of the story uh probably the military gets called out at some point to kill the monster that's uh suddenly appeared or maybe the i don't know i hadn't really decided maybe the creature dives into the ocean and uh people just think the building exploded except for all the dead people well that's good yeah all right so that's the end of the story well done do you have any questions do you have any questions? Was there really any way we could stop it? You almost did. Yeah, if you had never repaired the uh, the circuit, uh, it, none of it would have happened. Um, <laughs> Damn me wanting to save the dolphins. <laughs> the concept that I have always had on this is I, th- I get this from Lovecraft. I'm not sure which story, but the dolphins are not exactly the good guys. They're uh, in league with the deep ones. They've been in league with, uh, they, in fact, they probably worship Cthulhu more than uh, than the deep ones do. The deep ones worship Dagon. Um, I had kind of a backstory that may or may not have come out in the in this game. Uh, it's always hard to tell, you know, because we're trying to cram it into two hours. But my original idea had been that uh, that he had tried this interface with uh, the Delph one, two, three, and four, and that when he got to four, he had limited success, and that he asked Delph four if he could actually communicate with other dolphins, so he could actually have an additional sort of bridge. He could talk to Delph four. Delph four could talk to other dolphins and you have this sort of relay. The problem being is that their concepts and their their way of thinking was quite different than the way we do. Mm-hmm. But Delph 5 and Delph 6 volunteered to go the next step. And the ones who were really running the experiment was Delph 5 and Delph 6. They wanted there to be this, the concept of being able to have a perfectly flawlessly timed mind 
would facilitate opening this sort of gateway between um, worlds. And once they were hooked into the computer, that's what they wanted to do. Uh, they were they were suggesting to the doctor, uh, we're interested in this this stuff and that stuff, and can you locate you know? And he was more or less indulging whatever they wanted because this was his baby experiment. You know, they want to know. I didn't really. They might have even given him you know, internet access at some point if it had gone <laughs> far. Uh, I was making it up in part, so I was thinking that uh, maybe Del Five was trying something, and it ended up electrocuting uh, the doctor and Del Five in the process, uh, which is why Del Five was killed. Um, it was an accident on the part of the dolphins. But Delph Six wasn't going to make that same mistake. Um, then that's that's basically it, you know. Some Dolphin lied to us. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that was actually the first time I ran this through. I I didn't think of that, and then I asked the guys, which is the same I'll ask you after we we close up, um, what I could do to improve the story. And somebody suggested that I seemed very innocent as Delph six in the beginning and then as we go along it's going to start to ask for more and more access and if you guys don't give it he's going to start making shit up to coerce you into giving it oh i'm in pain if you don't fix it now i'm going to be damaged you you've got to fix it please you know fix it now because all he wanted at that point was control and it freaking worked <laughs> i didn't think that it was going to <laughs> i wasn't sure you were going to do it uh, I rolled. In. I rolled to see if he could stop you with the axe, and he got a he got a really good roll. He got a ten, so I let him electrocute you or try to electrocute you to keep you from uh, smashing the computer. But that might have worked. You also could have thrown the axe. You know, obviously he can't, couldn't electrocute you if you were throwing it from across the room or something. And I'm not sure. You know, there would have been a chance that it would have stopped everything, but. He wanted this to happen, and he was uh, he was trying to make it happen, and he, he succeeded in this case. So. <laughs> anyway, let me go ahead and close up. We can talk afterwards. Our players included Matt Ryan, Eduardo Baker, Jeff Beck, and Josh Harwood, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We currently are producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. There is a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We like reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.